Hello and welcome to Stacking Soapbox, the podcast where people from all sectors of education stand on their soapbox and share what they are passionate about and why we should care about it too. And we're a special day in Wales today. It is St. David's Day. And I'm delighted to welcome my two guests this week, Joe Woodland and Harry Jones from Chepstow School, which is a comprehensive school in Chepstow. And Harrod learned Welsh in a year, and Joe loves to watch soap cutting videos, which we've already had quite a discussion about before the podcast started. Um, but when, you know, I'd love to do a whole podcast about soap cutting videos, but today we are going to be talking about the Welsh language in schools, and particularly for those who are outside of Wales, why it's so important. So welcome both. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. The sun is shining. Yeah, it's all very good. good. It is good, and it, which is rare. I mean, I wonder, obviously, we're recording this a little bit before St. David's Day, so I wonder what the weather will be like in Wales uh, on that day. But um, tell us, Joe, what are you going to be getting on your soapbox about today? Well, discussing sort of the Welsh language, the importance of the Welsh language in Wales, um, and sort of how we go about imparting our knowledge of Welsh and the importance of Welsh to our pupils at Chepstow. Absolutely. And I think it's really interesting, particularly for those outside of Wales who might not know a lot about the Welsh education system, but also different areas within Wales. You know, people have very different experiences uh, with Welsh. So to tell us, if we start with you and Harrod, what was your experience of Welsh before you started teaching? So when I was in school, we didn't have any Welsh lessons at all. I'm that old, but Welsh was brought in compulsory for students the year after me. So I kind of was familiar maybe with the anthem but that was written phonetically on the board um and that i guess was it we didn't really have many welsh culture stories or certainly not one welsh language um lesson when i went to university the first time i learned welsh very very basically as in colors days of the week just very very basics that wouldn't get me by at all um and I came from a family where no one spoke Welsh, but I was told by my dad that my grandfather apparently in the past was living in North Wales and moved to South Wales for work. Um, the family moved to South Wales for work and he was in school at the time and told that he wasn't allowed to use his Welsh. He was Welsh speaking and had his Welsh language taken from him really. He forgot all of his Welsh by the time he was older because he was told not to use it in school. So... My experience was quite um, quite a strange one, and people used to say to me, "With a name like Angharad Beth and Jones, why on earth don't you you don't speak Welsh? You're joking. You're Welsh. Why don't you speak Welsh?" And I used to feel quite embarrassed. So I've come from a kind of yeah embarrassment side of things, um, and didn't speak Welsh at all until I went on the course much later on. Hmm. I think it is an experience lots of us have, and I I often find it interesting, particularly when you go on holiday. And you talk about speaking Welsh and people are surprised the variances we have in the country, aren't they? Where, you know, they, people seem shocked when you can speak a bit of Welsh, but they also seem shocked when you can't speak a bit of Welsh. So what about yourself, Joe? What was learning Welsh like for you in school? Yeah, there's some similarities here, actually. So I come from a second language background as well. Mum and dad, both, both Valleys people, you know, um, but didn't speak a word of Welsh. So I attended a Welsh school, but an English language Welsh school. Um, so I studied Welsh as a second language um and i really enjoyed it i thought it was great i i i sort of had a knack for it i suppose um so then went on to study it as a second language a level um and normally to be fair that's where the journey ends for most second language students they get to a level and they think oh well you know what can i do with it um i was crazy enough to go to university then and study it as a first language with a long long alongside sort of first language learners coming from welsh schools all over all over Wales um, 
and as I've mentioned previously, so I, sort of I I turned up on the first day as a second language learner and not used to that sort of academic Welsh or even like um, the spoken Welsh, just having a conversation, conversational Welsh. It was all very um, second language esque Welsh that I'd learnt, um, and just had a full on panic on the first day and thinking, how the heck am I supposed to do a three year degree through the medium of Welsh? Um, but, you know, got stuck into it, I suppose, and, you know, got it done, graduated and went straight into um, sort of my PGC then to, to, to teach Welsh as a second language. And, and that's where the journey started then in terms of teaching Welsh. I think it may come to a shock to some people that you can study a degree in the medium of Welsh. Yeah. You know, I reckon within Wales, I bet there are people who didn't realise that, you know. So um, obviously both of you are very pro-bilingualism will come to your journey in a minute. Why do you feel, feel like it's important that people are bilingual, uh, particularly in Wales with Welsh? I feel that I've, now I know the language. I So I learned Welsh two years ago. Um, I went on a course called Cymraegman Blythyn in Cardiff University. So I went back full time um, to learn Welsh, taken out of my classroom. I was teaching year six at the time and feeling that I just couldn't cope with the Welsh because I didn't know enough myself. Um, went back to learn Welsh and now I know Welsh I just feel more connected to my culture and the history of Wales as well Um, it's really strange and to say to somebody oh Welsh has changed my life and I feel really different because of it it's really difficult to specify how and why so before I did Welsh I did a level French so I kind of I guess the same as Joe I was quite good at languages anyway but you know Welsh is really special because it is part of who I am, you know, and it's part of my family's heritage as well. So I think I kind of feel more switched on in that way. My brain, I guess, works a lot quicker. You won't believe it some days, but it actually, it, I feel that this sort of switch has been made in my brain to think quicker um, because of learning an extra language. Yeah, I think to me, sort of looking at that, you know, and why we think that bilingualism is important, it's quite hard not to get political here, isn't it? But you know, we're still very much in that British colonial attitude where English is the only language that matters. And then you look across Europe and you think, oh my gosh, all of these pupils go into school and then they leave in school fluent in so many languages. You know, if you look at somewhere like Switzerland where they're fluent in four languages by this time they're 16, and that's not including English. Um, so it could be five. Um, but, you know, pupils in Wales, you know, leaving school fluent in one language it's quite archaic, isn't it? Um, you know, if you compare it to the rest of the world. So um, for me, that, that's a, that's a huge point in why bilingualism is so important. And it doesn't have to be Welsh, you know, it could be French, Spanish, whatever language that you sort of choose within school. But yeah, for me, that's the most important point. So for those who aren't in Wales, um, and, and aren't really au fait with the Wales education system, so what are the requirements in Wales with speaking Welsh? You know, what type of schools are there? So you have two types of school really I suppose and you've got a sort of an English medium school which Chepstow is where Welsh is taught as a second language Um, and then you would have uh, Welsh medium schools where Welsh is taught on the sort of same level as it is English so people who attend Welsh medium schools then achieve a GCSE both sort of English and Welsh at the same level Um, you know for people outside of Wales in in an English medium school Welsh is very similar, similarly taught, I suppose, to maybe a French second language or, or a Spanish second language qualification. 
And so obviously uh, in Chepstow, you uh, mentioned already like your your passion for bilingualism. Uh, what journey has uh, Chepstow School come on? You know, what, what was your Welsh like when you joined uh, and what is the Welsh um, bilingualism like there now? Um, it, it's gone through a journey over the last couple of years. Um, I arrived just after COVID, so I was appointed, I think it was like in February before we went into lockdown. Um, and then I was sort of stopped from joining until the September. Um, so I had a lot of time to prepare. But sort of when I arrived, confidence levels of pupils were were not great. There was a lot of conversations, oh, Sarah, I can't do Welsh. Um, so it was all about instilling confidence in our pupils because they were more than capable, but that sadly they didn't have the, the chance to be able to succeed um, under the, the head that we had at the time, Matt Sims. Um, he allowed us to grow that department. You know, they, they were members of the department. They were members of, of the school who didn't speak Welsh, but they were teaching GCSE Welsh classes. Um, so our pupils were not getting a fair deal, to be fair. Um, but you know, an implementation of a, of, a, of a new sort of scheme of work was it really important? It was also really important for us to make sure that everyone studied Welsh, you know, everyone has a right to study Welsh. And there were two classes disapplied when I arrived. So it wasn't um, seen by pupils as a core subject that it should be. It wasn't seen as a serious subject. Um, Welsh was right down the bottom of the corridor, right, right, you know, right at the end. Um, but it was all about giving it a profile as well. So. We have been on a journey. We've gone from 47% they start to see to 64 last year. So we're doing really, really well there. Um, and, you know, predictions now um, is going to increase even more. And it's not just about results. Um, obviously, that's just one measure. But attitudes have changed. Um, pupils are enjoying going to, go to Welsh now. Um, and then Harrods only added to that. Yeah, I joined in September and I can say that even since I've joined in that time, I can see that attitudes are getting more and more and more positive and, you know, the children started to believe, well, yeah, I can speak this language and I, I'm doing really well. And it's really exciting that the schools created this role in the first place because um, the curriculum for Wales talks about children developing and students developing a sense of connection, which means a sense of belonging to their culture and the fact that this school is so forward thinking it's created this role of the head of bilingualism to drive that even further and to work in primaries I think is key and it's you know really exciting. So what were the key changes uh, that you made that you feel like added to this sense of Canadian and this sense of community and the positivity about the Welsh language what, what were the changes you made? Firstly it was the positivity and positivity is one of our school values so it, it, it does crop in quite often um, pupils lacked positivity towards Welsh as a subject, but the Welsh as an idea as well. Um, you know, not just a classroom subject, but sort of the Welshness of the school. Um, there was a lot of, oh, what's the point? Um, you know, I'm not very good at it. It was that sort of sort of negative language that we had that we had to sort of remove um, and instilling in them some sort of belief, um, you know, constant reflection within the classroom. Look how much you've improved. Look at the progress that you've made. Um, so that language was really, really important and sort of, you know, joined in within that would be the consistency within the classroom, sort of high expectations. Um, you know, just because we were on the border, it doesn't mean that we're not going to be, um, learning Welsh, you know, we're going to be learning Welsh correctly, for example, consistency in terms of a team of specialists as well, because these pupils had experienced Welsh 
you know, they sometimes, you know, the U11 class that I inherited when I arrived, I'd had five different teachers in five years. Um, some of them were taught Welsh by um, non-Welsh speaking PE teachers and the PE te- teachers here are fab and they, they, you know, bought into it and helped them as best they could, but they didn't have the Welsh language skills to be able to teach a GCSE class um, appropriately. Um, so positivity and consistency are the two main things for me, um, you know, f- for the impact that we've made at Chepstow. And I think that what you said is, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but it's nothing groundbreaking because actually you could be talking about any subject. If I asked you the same question about improving maths or science, you know, it is no different. It is that attitude because attitude does make a huge difference, doesn't it? You know, if the pupils see the staff talking positively about something, it does make a difference. And then you do have to invest, didn't you? Not, we're not just talking about financial investments. And as you said, it was investing in the staff, wasn't it? And resources that you have make such a difference. I think sometimes with languages, we sometimes seem to think there's different rules with learning. And actually, you know, my previous head always said, good teaching and learning is good teaching and learning, irrespective of context. Because those rules do maintain the same, don't they? It doesn't matter what phase you teach and what subject. There's principles of good pedagogy and teaching are the same. So it's really refreshing, actually, to to hear you say that. Have you faced any particular challenges along the way with the development of this? We've had a, a senior team which are really supportive of Welsh, which has been really important. I think some schools, I don't, I don't want to be sort of controversial here, but sometimes inherit a sort of senior team from maybe across the border in England that doesn't have the same appreciation for the Welsh languages. Maybe a team of Welsh teachers, um, but we've, we've, had, we've had a team that are really, really passionate about the promotion of Welsh. Um, so that's been okay. The sort of only challenge that we've had, I suppose, would be those conversations with pupils who live over the border, parents are English, um, and because we are right on the border, sometimes we have in-school transfers from England. So there's a, a pupil that has just joined us in year 10, for example, that has had all his schooling in England, never had a Welsh lesson. But then we sort of have to take him on in year 10 and sort of get him up to scratch, which is very difficult. So that's the only sort of challenge that we've sort of inherited is is that pupils come with a lack of experience for Welsh. Um, so don't have that appreciation as our pupils would that attend maybe our cluster primary schools. And I think that brings me on to my next question, really, is because of the location of Chepstow, so you're right on the English-Welsh border, that does, I mean, you've mentioned a few challenges, you know, uh, pupils coming from English medium schools in England who would never have learned Welsh. Are there any other additional challenges with being on the border? I haven't really noticed no. it other than, you know, some of them say, oh, miss, I support, especially with the Football <laughs> World Cup. Oh, miss, I support England. Well, that's fine. Support England. That's yeah, great. watching that World Cup that's game. Fine. You support England. That's great. They were cheering <laughs> Iran. I think I wanted, to, I wanted to go home. It was, yeah. Um, yeah. It's quite amusing, but... You know, they still realise that they're going to get an extra GCSE, they're learning another language, and it's, you know, it's helped them along the way with a, a career path if they choose to work in Wales. That's great. And unfortunately, there are a small number of people who would say that Welsh is a dying language and shouldn't be taught in schools. I know certainly if the Welsh government posts anything about the Welsh language, there's always a few comments uh, about that. What would you say to those people? Fastest growing minority language in Europe. 
there we go. Uh, just for our listeners, that was a mic drop moment. Then. <laughs> Absolutely, that was true. It is, it is, isn't it? And and um, you know the, the the learners are are increasing all the time, and it's it's very important. So. I don't know if there's anything more to be said on that, really, is there? That's why it's more... But I think it comes back to the Canevin as well, doesn't it? As you said, on Harrod, about being Welsh. And my son is in Welsh medium education, and I've loved learning Welsh with him. It's been really interesting. So thank you so much for uh, talking uh, about your journey, both. It has been really interesting. Um, what's the last thought you'd like to leave with everyone? My last thought is, I think it's time to be proud of our heritage and use the language. In the media lately, there's been quite a lot of positivity with the Football World Cup and Wales qualifying and the fact that one of the Welsh players did an interview in Welsh for the first time ever. Um, I think that things like Netflix, they're promoting Welsh language programmes. Mm. I think, you know, Wales is in a really good place and, you know, I'd like to challenge anybody that's listening to this to say, you know, well, if we're really positive about Wales, what about having a go? What about just learning a few conversational words? There's so many tools out there to help. You haven't got to go on a course. You haven't got to, you know, spend a year in university. Why aren't you having a go? Have a try. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Donna Harrod. It's, it's been really interesting listening to you. Um, and thank you, everyone else, for listening to Staff from Soapbox. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. This helps us to grow the show. Until next time, Dioch and Vau and Hoyle Vau. Dioch, Dionan Harrod. Dioch.